You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. We all know what type we like, or maybe some of us are still trying to figure it out, but do you even know what type of dating couple you are? Yeah, that's a thing, and we think it could be the new love language trend. I mean, I honestly am very curious to hear what you guys think uh, Daniel and I are in terms of like, the. are we even dating? I don't know if we're dating. We're living dating. together. We're dating whatever. trend? Right. Dating couple? Yeah. Are, okay. I guess we're like. If you're with somebody in a relationship, then this is like you would fall under you could fall under one of these categories, anywhere from dating to like in a relationship to marriage, like whatever. It's just how you you're like, like style. Yeah, the dynamics of your relationship falls into like one of these four categories um, that we will get into. Speaking of like figuring out relationships and like what's going on with people, like what the heck, what is going on with um Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom like they I guess like he did you guys see this little interview that he was like very open about like they have these struggles and like she's definitely on a different page something like she's definitely on a different page than me and I'm definitely on a different page than her but like it was whatever I hope they break up I love Katy Perry so Rob so that's your type Katy Perry you I like love her. Katy Perry There's but why what about her is yeah. it like well, she kissed a girl and she liked it or what? No. Aesthetically, she's pleasing to me. Um, <laughs> pleasing to the eyeballs? The eyeballs, the just the whole package is very... Okay, wait. You like the way she looks, like her face, also her body. She has a very specific body type, too. You like that body type? Yeah, and she's... Well, I mean, I, I'm not a body type guy. Like, I'll take whatever body comes with the face. Really? Uh, You're a face guy. Important? I'm an Ooh. eyes guy. Okay. Face is more important than – oh, so you like her big blue eyes. Like you like that like doe-eyed girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I seem to tend doe-eyed in my relationships. And yeah, just uh, the eyes are the window to the soul, right? And then like the more – the bigger they are, the more you can see. And you can see if they're crazy too, you know, but you can also see whatever. But she's – she's. I don't know. I've never met her personally. But she seems fun, you know? So, like, and she did, like, that, um, did you guys see when she did that, uh, do, 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 uh, like, that voyeur cam thing for her house for, like, a month or two? She, like, had a camera on constantly, like, Big Brother. So Shut you could, up. like, you watch her at home that. the entire time. And it was, like, five years ago or something like that. But obviously she knew that a camera was on her all the time, like, Big Brother. But she was still seemed fun. She just seems like she has a nice personality. You I know? thought she was known to be like kooky crazy, or was that just because she was dating John Mayer? 
and Russell Brand. She was married to Russell Brand. Oh, right. Like, she's had sort of, like, a strange track record, I feel like. She dated that guy that rapped in the I Want to Be a Millionaire song with Bruno Mars, whoever that rapper was. She dated him, too. Yeah, but that's everybody. J-Lo's got eight rings on her fucking that she has. Like, everybody's married and dated everybody, you know? J-Lo's like the Tom Brady of marriages. Yeah, but like th- you can't judge somebody off of that. No, no, I, I'm I not. I'm just no. I'm just saying she. I'm just listing off who she dated, like for reference. She's well, what did Orlando? Of- what did Orlando Bloom say? What? He what just is- was basically like I was reading snippets of the interview, and it was like she's on a different page. I'm on a different page. We're like different people. It was a lot of that. I, there was a point where he had said like we love each other a lot, and you know. um, something like that but it seemed like unless i was just reading a lot of the snippets of the not negative but just like realness it kind of felt like it was like oh boy like this sounds like this relationship has like a lot of drama like making it seem like that like they don't get along that great or well i'm sure i'm sure it's got a lot to do with like he hasn't been working that much i mean he's got a show but like who knows how much he's working and if he is working a lot then that's why they say these these relationships don't work when you're both in the entertainment industry because you never see each other. Yeah. And then different pages could literally be she's touring the country doing American Idol and then singing and trying to get back in the studio and taking care of the baby. And he's doing his show and taking care of the baby and doing other stuff. And it's yeah. like they're ships in the night except when they take care of the kid maybe yeah and th- and this can all be relatable to like regular people too because like if you've got a job and your husband has a job or whatever and you've got a baby and then it changes a lot things like as relationships my relationship with James has changed a lot not like just because life changes too and not in necessarily a bad or a good way just in a very like direct way like it changes like i remember mm. being able to Things in the beginning that are now maybe might annoy us before things that in the beginning that I didn't realize I appreciated now and like having the babies and all this is just like gets to be very different as you go. So maybe like their relationship started out one way and now it's another because they're like things in their life are changing, you know, babies and work and well, it's he said that they are actually in different pools and that their pools are very unrelatable. So like she's a megastar and he's. I would say not a megastar, like just, you know. He was once a megastar. Yes. Right. And then, yeah, and, and then, like, but he's not now, you know. So he, it's just, she's also, like, a host of a show. She's also a traveling performer, and, like, he's an actor. So I think the acting part of it probably is more, I would say, stable of the two because he's on set for a longer period of time, whereas, like, a tour might be touring. And so she's always more place. nine to five. When you do get a real right. show, when you do get a show, you are, you know, in, you, look, it's very unpredictable when you're going to work, but when you're working, you're working, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, like, when you are on a show and you're doing a, or a movie, you go to work for three months. You're there every day, depending on what number you are on the call sheet, right? So, if he's Orlando Bloom, he's probably going to be one, two, or three on the call sheet, which means that he's there 7 a.m. till 10 p.m every night shooting whatever they're shooting and that's his like nine to five quote unquote where she's boom boom all over we're doing this we're going here we're going to this city we're going over that city we're doing here we're going to go over that and you know what i mean which would make sense i mean and also like what else that they said was challenging was that he actually seems to be really spiritually evolved and pushes the boundaries of their challenges so like 
where you might be able to just like fight and um you know get over it he's really like let's talk about it he's more the one that wants to work on it it seems so she says that it's like very emotionally taxing because he wants to really dive into the meaning behind everything so between all of these things you know i think those are just the nature of relationships especially theirs is a heightened version because they're in the spotlight but also they've got these careers that are very different uh, and on different schedules and different locations and so it's I think nice to hear that they have real life relationship problems, just like the rest of us celebrities. They're just like us. Um, and that it's more so something they want to work on versus when we hear celebrities either are gallivanting through the earth on their fancy vacations and then suddenly they're getting divorced and you have no idea why. These are people that are speaking out about the actual challenges. So we're being taken behind the curtain, it seems. Yeah. I mean, maybe look, they're, you, you think that, leaders. yeah, you think that these, you know, that these celebrities get it all figured out or, I mean, they break up all the time. And there's all this stuff behind the scenes, but for them to come out and be like, look, we love each other, but like, yeah, we're in two different pools where we don't see each other. Like that's, it's kind of ballsy to, maybe he's calling her out. Maybe he's like, I've talked to you about this so many times in private that I have to say it on the tabloids now in an interview for you to fucking listen to me. Maybe, I but mean, also then there's MGK and um, Megan Fox and like they're just crazy. Been, but they've been so public about their love and this like obsession with each other and the blood and the, that's the, the danger in it. Whenever somebody comes yes. out and they're that obsessed about each other, and then there's any sort of bump in the road, everybody's gonna fucking talk about it, right? Because you're so public about it, yeah. and it's like, it's like, what do you like? What's the? It drives me nuts because it's like, what's the point? Cool, you love each other. Cool, you want to drink each other's blood. Cool, Angelina Jolie and Bobby, uh, Billy Bob Thornton already did you guys. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they already I've did seen this. this before. Yeah, we've seen this. We've seen this movie. But the reason they're in the news is because she was like seen not wearing her engagement ring, and then it was implied that either one of them cheated, or then then it was implied that like they are not broken up they're working on things and i'm tired of things being implied that's too much like mental gymnastics for people to do either don't be in the news and solve your shit or be in the news and make an announcement like well, no that's the thing though like it's, it's the typical like you know, we've had it here on the show where somebody would, gets into a fight with their significant other, calls it quits, and then it, they're back together within a week. You know, so oh, but it's ha -ha. like, but it's like, you know, don't call it quits. You know, don't go on social media and fucking tag Eminem or whoever yes. you know is going to piss off Majin Gun Kelly. I was at that show. I think I did. I tell you this yes. last week. Yes, and that he seemed like something was very wrong. I think something was off. I said that to my friend. I go, he doesn't seem like he, and I've never seen him perform ever. I don't know who he is, but like I was like, something is not right. And then like an hour later, everybody was like, oh, oh, Megan Fox, Megan Fox posted. Oh my God, Eminem, she quits. She, you know, it's just deliberate to me. Like, and again, these are famous people, but like you can do stuff like that in real life. Like you make deliberate choices that are indicative of a certain feeling instead of just. I don't know what they're doing in their private life, but instead of just talking about it, like Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry, for example, like if you're going to go on social media and you're Megan Fox and everyone's watching your every move because you're like super dramatic about your love and obsession for this person, and then you go and you follow a certain number of people that and like delete your account and do all these crazy things, like where there's smoke, there's fire. So it's kind of hard not to start editorializing and going, what is going on there? Because you're clearly trying to send a cryptic message out by making these little 
weird moves and like making people talk and then maybe you act like oh stop being so speculatory everyone is that even a word i mean it's like no you know like you're doing these things and you're trying to get a rise out of him or someone else Mm -hmm. because we've all seen it when you we all have that friend that's broken up with her boyfriend and all of a sudden she posts so much on social media and they're like sexy photos and they're like or like i I watched somebody today post like a a cryptic song that was from like 1992 emo yeah. And it was like it was like about don't you tell me you love me if you do if you don't yeah. then get out of my life forever. Wait, that's and it the was like thing because remember I posted something and you thought I was talking about Daniel and you're like oh looks like there's trouble in paradise I'm like no this literally has nothing to do with yeah us. because you were posting like all this stuff about like if you're gonna be if you're gonna lie then lie down don't lie to me or it was like something like it was something like that you know that i post things that are not necessarily relevant to my life well you gotta know that everybody's everybody's looking at your social media and seeing these things for dating and relationships we have a podcast about it i'm not speaking about my personal you were putting it on your personal stuff because i'm part of the podcast People are going to speculate because there's always like a, it's like a calculated move and whether or not you're meaning to make it that way or not, like that's what people are going to do. So just beware because you are going to fall into one type of this one category of all these four categories that we found. Um, we found this article um and in, in the Indian Express, okay, it discusses the four types of dating couples and um, you know, like we said, we can speculate all we want, but like this was actually based in science. They did like research. Okay. This doctor like got, um, they were, it was over a nine month period and this scientists, they tracked like almost 400 couples. Now granted, these are couples in Illinois. So oh, is we, the Illinois, not the Indian. The Indian it's called the Indian Express. That's the publication. So, but it's in Illinois. Yes. yes. So the now I we have said a hundred thousand times on the show like where you date is definitely affects like how you date, whether you're in a big city or a small little rural area, whatever. So this is gonna obviously come into play. These people were also in their mid twenties that like they dated that they um like tracked so which by the way i i think we normally say like you know when you're in your 20s you're still kind of filling out your frontal lobe so what do you know about dating and relationships but at the same Mm -hmm. time in different cities people do grow up a little bit quicker potentially or advance into different phases in their life so like the midwest for example they they just make dumber dumb decisions quicker or that but i you know i was gonna forgive them for their frontal lobe for a minute but uh so illinois 20s yeah take it with a grain of salt because it is in a specific place and it is this age group but i think that they still these categories are relatable for everybody um but basically they they followed these couples to see how committed they were to marrying their partner. And if this level of commitment ever wavered, this is kind of the basis on how they made these categories. And the categories are the dramatic couple, the conflict ridden couple, the socially involved couple and the partner focused couple. And, um, they do kind of editorialize, if you will, on what they think are good types of couple like daters that will get you to like the place you want to be like the dramatic daters we can guess is probably not a great situation to be in so that we, would be megan fox and fucking probably and machine gun kelly so we're gonna go over these and like which ones we think we are and like 
you know, then you can kind of ask yourselves these questions and see if you think mm. you're in a certain mm. type of couple and like maybe you can do something to get out of that. So mm. <laughs> yeah. Or just keep being who you are because take it or maybe, leave it. Maybe you just want that for your life. Also, you know? Rob, even though you're not in a relationship, you are you have been. So maybe there are ones that you've aligned with at different parts of your life and maybe there's one you aspire to. So okay. I think it's relevant Thanks for including for me, Jen. <laughs> Happy to. Want <laughs> to make sure you know. For allowing me in the game. She's yeah, like, this Rob. Is helpful. This is helpful to reflect and be like, I gosh, I guess I'm a dramatic dater. I would like to be a partner focused couple. She might be calling you that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you are. You're a dramatic dater. Okay. You're dramatic. I can imagine. I just literally told James I cannot be in the room with you while you're chewing that, and I literally walked out. Good. <laughs> He should know by now. That's on him. I don't understand how they both, he and his daughter, don't know this by now. Uh, I mean, like, I literally just leave the room. I'm like, how many times do I have to ask you to chew with your mouth closed? Like, now I you're doing it on purpose. Now you're doing now, it on purpose. Exactly. I'm like, and then you get mad at me when I don't want to sit next to you during a movie because you're eating food. Like, I'm not going to oh. do it. You can watch the movie by yourself. You're ruining it for me. Goodbye. You know what the compromise the compromise is on that, Lauren? <laughs> Although we're going off topic, the compromise is, okay, listen, get your fucking popcorn, get your Twizzlers, get whatever you're going to use, crunchy noise wrapping paper, which I still don't understand why I, they use in movie theaters. I don't either. You have from the second the fucking preview start to the second the previews end to get that shit down your throat. Then, <laughs> then it's over. I'm smacking it out of your hand. I'm yes. throwing it on the floor. Goodbye. I'm sitting on it. Well, it's that's, done. That was my dramatic dater moment for the day okay so let's okay. go over them okay. jen why don't you talk about the dramatic daters girl okay <laughs> and not because i am one but i will address maybe what they are. are maybe you maybe. are maybe. we'll find out we'll find out so they are twice as likely to break up as other couples big surprise there they tend to make decisions based on negative events that are occurring in the relationship or on discouraging things that they're thinking about the relationship and those things are likely to chip away at their commitment, which, all, first of all, none of that sounds dramatic. That sounds realistic. But they oh, here also – Very aligning with it. No, I'm, I'm just acknowledging that there might be some relevance here to, like, hello, if there are negative events, then maybe you would not want to be with somebody. Or if there are things that are discouraging, whatever. Anyway, they also attribute changes in their commitment to time spent with their own friends or by doing things separately rather than as a couple. So – Maybe the dramatic daters are more so just polarized, and so it's like an extreme situation. So well, let's go. Let's go over that slowly because you kind of ran through it, and I didn't even follow it, and I was reading it. No, so okay. let's let's just kind of go over that slowly and see. Well, like, so it says they tend to make decisions based on negative events that are occurring in the relationship or on discouraging things that they th are thinking about the relationship. Oh, this is so they're making stuff up. No, no, no. I, I'm reading this as like you are focusing on you only make a call when something negative happens. So like I'm going to make a decision based on the fact that you like one or both of us are either like in a fight or like that's how you sort of guide yourself through the relationship. You wait for a negative moment and then you make a decision. Like So everything's going smoothly until you don't bring home the food that you were supposed to or you don't call when or you were you chew during to. the movie and not during just the trailers yeah. so it's only you only everything's good but you're looking for the negative stuff to be like oh that bothers me it oh, sounds that like me. you're yeah you're like 10 you're focusing on decisions based on negative events like you're focusing on the negative you're looking at the negative you're analyzing the negative and like 
in relation to like the growth of the relationship is what I'm getting. Like, I think yeah. that definitely is going to make you then feel like this is going nowhere. Like, I don't want to be here for you. You're not giving me the things I need, like which is going to spiral yeah. based on an extreme versus the entirety of the relationship. So it's dramatic because it's like going from zero to 80 very quickly. And, and this is, time- these are, these are also the daters that like you avoid their phone calls when they call oh, because yeah. like they're always calling to complain about something or they just need to get this off their chest or they're so and so did this or if you're a friend of a dramatic dater you're only going to get the phone call when he does this thing that's what i'm saying he's annoying yeah. you. oh yeah okay i thought i thought you meant <laughs> in the relationship no 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 no. i'm saying like those are like as a friend as you're a like friend, oh yeah. god okay no. what are they calling a bit you'll never guess what so and so did this time yeah, right like, you get, like the highlight reel and the highlight reel is always the worst stuff but you never right. hear the other side which yeah, is like, like some of the good Stuff. Yeah, you're like, why are you together? Yeah, I love him. And well, he also did this, and it's like, well, great. Focus on that. And now right. I don't want to. And now I don't want to like him or her either. Thanks a lot for all of the bad information on them. Like, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. yeah. Okay. Right, so what else does it say? They they chip away at their commitment, and then they attribute changes to their commitment to time spent with their own friends or by doing things separately. Oh, so like we're saying, like they'll call their friend and talk shit or they'll be like you do your thing i'll do my thing like let's spend time apart otherwise we're gonna fight no it's more like if you do separate things it's kind of like the codependency thing like if they're if somebody's spending a lot of time with their friends then you know that's a dramatic thing or if somebody is uh, doing their own thing then that's dramatic like that they're not part of the couple they're this like I don't know. Yeah, like, he, like, you're not a, like, I don't allow my boyfriend to go out with his friends because he's just with them all the time and he drinks too much when he's with his friends. And mm. like, I, if football season comes along and like, I never see him. Mm. Like Basically, that. just drama, creating drama okay. where there isn't any by attributing things that might be like harmless. Okay. Exactly. So that's the dramatic. And they thrive on it because yeah. they're daters. Yeah. They thrive on it. That's not the other list we have where they're like, this is a reason to leave. They're like, oh no, this is why we're dating. Because we live on Yeah, this. they're, like, attracted to each other, probably. Yeah, they have, like, angry sex, probably. Probably. Ugh, brutal. How do you okay, so the next that? one... I don't even get that. How do you have no. angry sex? When I'm mad, I'm like, don't touch me. Right, same. Like, hello? Sorry. I don't know. That's not for me, but obviously here we are. Rob's Obviously, Rob's silent for a reason. <laughs> I, I, I've had angry sex, like, three times. And so. I think Katy Perry probably has angry sex, so it's sounding oh, yeah. like you guys are... Oh, like, Katy Perry would make me so angry that I'd want to fuck her, for yeah. sure. But what? why would being angry make you attracted to a person? I just don't get it's it. Not, it's not that. I think it's, like, a combination of... I don't think she would do something that would make me... <laughs> we're using Katy as the example. She but would I'm like, never I don't, upset you, Rob. No. But I, I don't think that she would do anything that would, like, be, like, relationship ending. But it would be something that would piss me off that, like, she knew she was pushing my – that's where angry sex comes in. They know they're pushing their button your buttons and just to kind of get a rise out of you. And then they're like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, does that make you angry? Does that make you angry? And no, then you're like, no, 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 smack, 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 whole, whole, whole. No. No. I don't get it. I don't – I understand makeup sex because then you're, like – coming back together and like reconnecting but angry sex i don't get because i'm like you i'm like i'm repulsed by somebody if i'm angry by them i need to like like leave the room i don't have to look at you i said there was only one person i did that with and it was fine but our relationship wasn't fine but that was fine okay um the number two thing is partner focused couples like jen you have a partner um how you all right so it says partner focused couples have the highest chance of staying together and being happy over time 
Agolowski. What's his name? Agolski. Agolski is the scientist that did a lot of this yeah. research. Okay, Agolski said that these partners are very involved with each other and dependent on each other, and they use what's happening in their relationship to advance their commitment to deeper levels. People in these couples had the highest level of consciousness, which suggests that they are very careful and thoughtful about the way they approach their relationship choices, and partner-focused couples may share a social network, but they do not use those connections to propel their commitment forward. This is totally you and fucking Dan. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, that, sound, that sounds really good. I think I like it. That's I what I aim it's, for. It's, but, the, but remember last remember last episode? Yeah. It's an episode, right? We call it episodes? Remember last <laughs> podcast when – remember last podcast? Yes. No. Remember That's last good. podcast when we yeah. – like when I was like – you. Me, I was like, oh, when people call people partners, that sounds like what you and Dan are, yeah. like, you're, like you're a partner, right. you know? So this is like, I was right. It's like that's spot on. That's the word sounds like we're a business partner, you know? Well, that's, I don't... What, that's what it sounds like this is. It sounds like you're very involved with each other, and you're dependent on each other to, like, hold up. You're a partner. You hold each other up, you know what I mean? You, you're like the sides of the arch, and yeah. there's the keystone, you know? Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, like I think this. This, this all makes sense because if you are in a committed relationship or whatever type of relationship you are with somebody where you're very, like, you have a high level of conscientiousness of, like, the other person. We then, just respect them. Then yeah. It yeah, sounds like you just respect them. You're constantly thinking about your partner, not in, like, an obsessive way where you're not thinking about yourself at all. But if you're in a situation where you're thinking about your partner and they're equally thinking about you when making decisions, but you also have enough wherewithal to be, like, in a balanced kind of life where you can go out with other couples and sh you can be in a social network, you can share the social network even, but it's not, like, what you use as a crutch to, like – hang out with your partner or like this says right. to propel your commitment forward it you're allowed to go do all these other things but you also think about each other all the time then of course you're going to be likely to like stay together because you're constantly on each other's mind but not too much so it sounds like when people are listening to this episode they should be like okay oh well we sound like that but everybody should be striving to be partner focused they might sound like that they're dramatic daters or conflict daters or social mm -hmm. network daters well there's other there's like another one that's like kind of good too but that one is a really good one and you could probably be a little bit of like maybe i'm a partner focused couple but sometimes i'm a, i do act like a dramatic dater like yeah, it's kind of like love languages where you can like speak one you can like to receive one but you can be a mixture of a couple but like yeah if you really feel like you're falling super into like i'm a dramatic dater this is exactly what like my relationship is like that's like a red flag but yeah well, also, also it's negative for you both if both of you are like that and you're kind of like tolerant of it or it's like your shtick then it's kind of the same. I mean, Rob, if you heard how many times I say lid for every pot now as a result of spending time with you. It's... I was thinking about that. What if my lid got it like died? Why would your what lid die? I... Maybe your lid's die? in the dishwasher and you're in the sink and you just haven't uh... reconvened in the well, cabinet yet. What if my what if my lid fell off a cliff on the way to being moved somewhere else? What if it was in a box in storage somewhere and it can't get out? What well, if my you're... lid's. But then your whole storyline doesn't work. Then there is not a lid for every pot because well, how, then I just, how would she, it, what my lid could have been my lid could have been on Earth and then now it's not. Oh, Rob, what if your lid got put in the dishwasher? The heat like 
melted it and now it's a different well, shape it literally just will not fit on any pot anymore like yeah what if that what if it's that what if the what if the t- dating world has tarnished you so bad that your pot is just like i am there's no other lid that then that's like what an asexual person is i think maybe that's you i'm definitely not asexual i'm kidding i don't think this is you i'm being i'm being a dramatic dater right now i don't yeah no but i thought i thought that the other day i was like what if my pot's just gone <laughs> or my lid I'm like, what if my lid, what if there was a lid, but then now they're just gone? Or what if my lid won't leave the pot that they're on and fucking, yeah, maybe that's and it's a it. shitty pot? That get off the pot. Yeah, shit or get off the lid off the pot, Rob. Okay, yeah. there's also conflict-ridden couples. So um, this is, you. if you're a conflict-ridden couple, you might experience a decrease in your commitment and feeling of commitment when you have an argument that is one thing in the relationship mm. that's going to like argument happens like this is going to affect like whether or not you are feeling great in this relationship okay mm. arguments suck but like if it's making you feel like oh fuck this person i'm leaving like that's not your commitment level might fall but it doesn't mean that they are necessarily going to break up not like I mean, I guess you could, but in a conflict ridden couple, they're saying maybe not. I don't know. So couples operate in tension between conflict that pushes them apart and passion that attracts them and pulls them back together. Mm. So it sounds a little bit like dramatic, if you will, but I guess it's different because it's just focused on arguing. Yeah, conflict, um, is, it sounds like it's just focused on, like, what was that thing that, um, um, on Friends? Remember when, like, the uh, Chandler and Monica... Do you guys watch Friends? Yes, yes. Okay. When uh, Chandler and Monica went to France and they hooked up. Yeah. And then then they went on like a – then they came back and they were a secret. And then they went on another trip together just to get away from everybody. And they got into a huge fight the whole time and they came back. And Chandler's like, well, I guess that's it then. Like have fun in your life. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we just had a huge fight. She's like, yeah, people fight. That's what they do. Yeah. They don't have to break up every time they get into an argument. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're over, that I don't love you any less. It just means you're wrong and yeah. I'm right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's definitely – you're going to – you can fight for sure. I think that's not saying that you can't fight, but it's – No, I, I, I'm, but I'm saying like there's people out there that think when they have an argument and it's bad or that some, two people like you know, yell at each other or, or slam the door or have to go take a walk that they're not coming back from it. Yeah, this sounds exactly. You don't you fighting is normal. So like get over it and like move learn how to move through it, but like this sounds a little bit like what I know of from like therapy as what it's called a toxic bond when you're in a relationship where you argue really 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 bad and so you feel really really low and you need that person to validate you and make you feel better like okay, it's okay, everything's going to be okay. Let's let's talk about this. Let's bring it all back to like to a a pretty little bow on the present let's tie it up and make a cute new package like no you don't need because then you're waiting for that feeling of security again and then you fight and they it brings you down low again and then you wait for that feeling of security again and it's what like a cyclical bond it's called a toxic bond and they're apparently the hardest types of relationships to break free from Hmm. i also think sorry but to this point it's like also conflict-ridden couples could be the same type of people that don't know how to solve conflict. So they're ridden in the conflict because they have not figured out their communication style or they haven't figured out how to resolve the conflict and it keeps resurfacing. So I think also it's one of those things where, you, like to your point about the toxic bond, 
there's that element of needing the conflict to also check the temperature and reassure. And then you go back and forth with this, you know, give and take on who's got kind of the power in that struggle. But for this, it might also be that because you're not resolving conflict, you're just brushing it under the rug or it just keeps resurfacing and you're hoping somebody will change and then they don't. And then it keeps resurfacing and then people are dangling a carrot of why won't you fix it? Why won't you change? And they're like, well, I don't they, remember. Remember also that this is probably the couple that do the makeup sex. I was going to say, they're, no, they're doing the angry sex too. Like well, they're, they're doing, doing both, but yeah. this is, but they're definitely doing the makeup sex. Yes, and, sure. and from what this saying is, is to me is that the, the rise of emotion is what is what's like the intoxication exactly. of it. Right. So it's like you fight and then you passionately make up and then it's like there's no like balance in there there's no there's like no balance and there's no end it's like a circle of like you're you're on a ship sailing around in a circle like you're mad then you're happy you're really 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 mad then you're really 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 happy right and then it goes back to what jen's saying is you you, you have a fight and then you make up and then you have the passionate makeup and then you get back to normal and once you start coming back down from that passion you're like, oh, wait, you still didn't fucking clean the dishes, Totally, you know, and then it's like you didn't really clean the dish. And then it did the whole like you said, the whole circle starts happening over and over again. It's they endless. find themselves in this loop and then they're just one phone call away from beating the dramatic dudes. Well, but then, OK, so I have a friend, actually, that's a real life example of this. And she was in a relationship for over four years with somebody. And when they met, they were in the same season of their life. And then there was the pandemic. So then they lived together and they played house and they were very much a unit. But then the world opened up again. And then that's where like that created cracks in the system and exposure to bigger issues because they were going out into the world and doing things that affected each other directly or not doing things for the household, for example, because other things became priority. So mm -hmm. they would have the same fight over and over again. And she sort of got to the place where she was evolving and wanted more and wanted to partner and really have like a stable home life. And he was doing nothing to change in advance. And so as a result, they did a separation and she came back with like all of these things she wanted and, and things she realized she needs. And he did nothing during, he didn't reflect. He didn't go to a therapist. She went to therapy every single week. And so it was that same it, that's what creates i think the break in that cycle is you finally get to the point where one person is ready to take action or change and the other person refuses and prefers the conflict and that's where that cycle you guys died. do not wait everyone always breaks up and then they better themselves like they break up with someone they're like i'm going to start going to the gym and i'm going to start going to therapy now like you don't do that after you do that during their relationship Okay. Like mm -hmm. it's okay. It doesn't mean you're in trouble or something's bad. Like this is normal to be a little bit of all of these things. You can be a little bit dramatic. You can be a little conflict written. Obviously if you're extreme, any of these, that's the problem. That's what we're saying. But like, don't wait until it's over to like better yourself or better the relationship. Like you can do it whilst things are going on. Okay. Like, don't, yeah. And, and not for the other person, but for no. yourself. Well, and it's okay. And it's okay to do stuff for the other person too. Like we also live in a world where like, don't, it's all about you, like self love. It's also, you're in a relationship so you can, and I know you're not saying this, Jen, but you can totally fucking do something for your partner. That's totally fine. Like, it's not a bad thing, everyone. But like, if you're a conflict ridden couple, it's like not 
really like so this scientist is saying it's not really a sustainable long-term type relationship like so just beware that if you're getting in this like toxic circle that it's probably not going to last long or it's going to be hard to make it last long because you're probably just going to be like i'm done with that after a okay, while so then now there's the socially involved couples so there's probably a lot of these in la there's a lot of these in general i know people out here in austin already that i i don't ever see them out that they're not together you know and then they kind of run the room when they're there sure tell us about it what is what is so so, socially involved couples are like partner focused couples they report high levels of satisfaction and stability and stability in their relationships um but these couples share a social network and rely on that network to make decisions about their commitment decisions so the doctor said having mutual friends makes people in these couples feel closer and more committed the important message is that there are certain ways of making commitment related decisions that propel you forward and others push you backward so he said also that the study was published in the journal of marriage and family so that must be like people who are like i don't know maybe you grow up in you know the same town obviously illinois suburbs you know and you sometimes you go to high school together sometimes you went to college together and you have the same social group but like the people that i'm talking about here are like they they're very nice people on their own but they definitely like i don't get a text from them about what we're doing during the weekend individually it's the two of them on the text chain do you know what i mean right and it sounds too like this could be the type of people who also like they need their friends as like a crutch to like do things together as a couple like, instead of just, like, going on a date together a lot, like, you need to have this, like, these... I don't know if they're like that, but I understand what you're saying. Well, I don't like think the, they're like that, but I know what you're saying. Not people you're talking about, but the socially involved right. couple, they're like, right. they have these mutual friends, and they use this to feel closer and committed to each other, because, like, oh, we're all going to this thing together, we're going to this concert together, or, like, maybe it also affects whether or not you want to break up or not. Like, well, we can't break up, it's going to mess up the friend group. Like, right. You're mm. just really involved in this group of people a little more than maybe you should be. And so it might kind of this social network is kind of like a crutch and it might really affect your commitment in one way or another, like in the way where we stay together or like if you're discussing about like breaking up and not yeah. to do that because it's going to mess up that dynamic, you know. I also wonder, too, if there's the added layer, not just of the like, we don't want to mess up the social dynamic, but if the social dynamic does weigh in. And if like, you know, a jury of your peers say like, no, you should stay together or no, you should break up, that actually then impacts your relationship choices. Totally. Is this just dating or is this, yes, dating couples, right? Well, it's dating 400 couples, dating couples. You could like, I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of apply it to like people. Well, the reason why I'm asking, because they don't have like children. You right. know, people that well, focus on their kids. Maybe it's more like a me and Daniel type situation. Because like we always say, I'm like, oh like well we're dating or whatever and he's like i think we're doing more than dating i'm like but what are we called then because living together roommates partners no, you're, da- you're still dating but right. like you're still you're in a relationship you know you're right. not, you're not so dating you're in a relationship yeah <laughs> fuck you're just calling each other boyfriend girlfriend you can no, do that it's fine yeah but she's my like, girlfriend she's my girlfriend but i know a lot of couples that are animal revolving do you know what I mean? Like they won't break up because of the fucking dog yeah. or they won't break up because of the fucking hamster or whatever it is, you know? And they're like, I'm like, you can't base your happiness on that. 
well, what are we going to do? I can't, you know, and then work. And then we have a schedule and then he loves him so much. And, and then the dog loves him so much. And I can't take that away from him. You know, it's like, no, you can't make that kind of decision. Well, there's like, always an excuse. Like also there's people that live together and then there's people that work together and then there's people who so just there have should history. be So there should be another, let's add another character. Let's add another together. I mean, that's let's add another have. category called, um, uh, excuse. Excuse, yeah, uh, censured uh, couple. Yeah. yeah, no, that it, having a dog is a shared thing, and that does complicate things. But I mean, you can go all the way down the path of like Jen said. What about kids? I mean, people get divorced all the time with kids, and they fucking make it work. So I'm pretty sure you can make your fucking dog share work. People, yeah, figure it out. Also, the socially involved couples too. Going back to that one, and not necessarily the excuse one, or maybe this one crosses both lines there, but. Like the couples that are so much of a we that there is no more I. So like to your point, Rob, the people you can't make plans with separately, they have to come as a duo. So like I, I remember, I don't know, years ago, I would say like when people, I'd be like, what are you up to this weekend? I'd be like, we have this. I'm like I, I didn't ask what your partner has to do this weekend. I asked what Murder. you are doing. Right, whatever. Your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever that person was at that point. But like- I, I the people that you can never make one-on-one -on -one plans with because they are so attached to the other person that like their calendars are now one calendar they never mm -hmm. have time where they have one-on-one -on -one with you or like girls night or guys night or girls trip or girls what hike <laughs> or just anything but it's a, a we experience so I think there's that element too that it's that's the social I would say that's definitely yeah. the social okay. like the aspect to that is like they, they 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 can they need each other in order to function it's it's a codependency yeah but like out in the world it's not like they need each other to you know emotionally depending on each other but like they go to the work world. together how does that work because you have to leave i don't know but it's a whole other world maybe they both work from home you know <laughs> it's a whole new world now so that these types of daters are people who are like specifically i think in a point of their lives where they are like kind of with this person seeing this person and they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to be in like a full-fledged committed relationship and um so and that's like probably why the age is in their mid-20s um because that's kind of where you're at normally at that point in your life but i think that these types of daters can translate into actual relationships so i think that's why like it's important to sort of consider this if whatever age or step you are in relationship world because they do translate into like committed couples or married couples um, and also if you see yourself as someone who is single and you're like having a behavioral pattern of falling into these types of relationships in the beginning developmental stages it's good to kind of be aware like of what you want to like avoid and I think the conflict-ridden couples kind of sounds like uh, or the partner focus couple seems like the one that we all want to strive for seems that way rob now going back to you and hot seat um in your recent relationships or whatever however long those were do you feel like you fell into any of these categories i mean and this is the reason why like it was taken with 25 year olds it's like my relationships were so different over the last three decades you know yeah so you know the 20s yeah i was probably a dramatic dater in the fucking 20s like probably if i have to look back on it and then or conflict written 
I was probably more conflict-ridden in the 20s and then socially involved in the 30s, I would say. And then now I would want to be the partner one, obviously, in my next one. But that's because I've learned yeah. from being in those other two categories. Yeah. Sam, we've established you're in a partner-focused couple right now, but were you ever any of these – was one of these jumping out at you as to why, like, <laughs> maybe it wasn't working with other people before? A combi- I was in one relationship, but we were a combination of all the other things. <laughs> we were we all were. three other things, the socially – Thing. I, I got Rob out of that deal, so that just tells you the social thing was true. I never but. saw you during that whole relationship. I never saw you by yourself. I ne- no. There was not a time that I saw Jen and was like, like if I saw you out on the street or at a bar somewhere by yourself, I'd be like, uh, am I allowed <laughs> to say hi to you? Right. Uh, yep. This is weird. I was, yeah, exactly. I think we were also a conflict-ridden couple, and we also were super dramatic. I think, in hindsight, the drama – was there from the beginning had i seen it and made a conscious choice to get out of it because it was too dramatic for my liking we would have never become the conflict-ridden couple and we never would have then also been a part of a social circle that would have kept me there longer because i would have split long ago so yes absolutely lauren what about you one fed into the other Um, I think in the past, I, and maybe it's because of like my anxiety, like I think dramatic daters, but for not exactly what it's stating here, but like, I think it, yes, it was hard as a less mature person to not focus on the negative, like, and make that make you feel worried. Like this thing just happened. What does that mean? Does that mean he doesn't like me? Does that mean I'm like, you know what I mean? So you're kind of like focusing on the negative events that are occurring in the relationship. Um, So I would say I probably used to do that. Um, And then I think that I would definitely say, and it's just, I mean, that I'm a part in a partner focused couple currently, because there's no way like, I could have dated a guy with a child without being like very aware and considerate of his life and situation. And James is very, very outwardly like communicative about his feelings. And he is a very considerate person, not only to me, but to like other people around him. That's just how he's always lived. Um, And it was a, there was a very good example of him being considerate, like with his daughter's mother, like, He never bad-mouthed her. He never, like, said anything, like, dramatic or negative about her. He just kept it very, like, neutral and factual and, like, left that all kind of out of the situation, probably out of consideration because it's, like, a connection he's always going to have. So that was, like, a very beginning stage of me also realizing how considerate of a person he is to, like, those people that are in his life. So I would say that's where I'm at now. But definitely dramatic dater probably because of, like – worry worrying (laughs) yeah well love that you figured that out about yourself and we all now know what kind of like dating couples we have been or are today and i think at the end of the day really this is probably just a matter of therapy and figuring out in therapy what causes triggers and what doesn't and how we got to how we are and what we're bringing from relationship in the past to the next relationship in the future and also when it might be time to call it quits but We've covered a lot of those things. We'll probably cover them all again. And you guys should keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. While you're there, subscribe, rate, comment, share it with a friend. And if you want to join the Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media 
at Complicated Show. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. And you can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S. And you can follow me at Laura Mianelli on all the social meds as well. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. <laughs>